Welcome to the Campus Rick Magazine podcast, Supplier Voice Edition, featuring your host, Rico Francis, the president of Campus Rec Magazine and Peak Media, and special guest, Stu Henderson, a partner and the director of design at Folly Bryant. Enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Folly Bryant Architecture, a company specializing in creating smart, beautiful spaces for people to reach their peak performance. Stu, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Let's just start with the questions here. Um, tell us about your personal background, maybe a little about where you grew up, um, some of your early interests, and how you got to where you are today. Yeah, sure. Uh, again, thanks for having me. I, um, you know, I started um, in art. I, what I did when I was young was I used to sort of draw the world around me, and I really tried to make it sort of as real as possible and. Um, refine my vision um, so that I I was able to sort of see things a little better. As I went through high school, I had some success in that um, and won some awards. uh, And when I got into college, uh, I decided that was what I was going to do. So I went into art. I was about two years in and everything was going wonderful. um, And I realized I wasn't challenged enough. So I decided to look at uh, engineering because I loved the maths and sciences and I fell in love with one of my physics courses. Uh, And engineering was a little too straight laced for me. Um, And that's when I discovered architecture. And so I uh, transferred to the University of Cincinnati. They have a great architecture program down there that has co-ops. And it's a six year program uh, with uh, two years of uh, cooperative education in there. So I got to go to school and work uh, and sort of pay my way through college that way. Um, and architecture um, was exactly what I was looking for. It was creative, uh, it was technical, it, it challenged me intellectually and philosophically. Uh, I enjoyed uh, working with clients. Um, it was really, really fulfilling for me. Um, after college, I uh, thought I might help out the local college uh, near me, which I moved up to Erie, Pennsylvania, and that was Mercyhurst University. And so I started to teach some of the uh, courses that interested me, which are some of the technical courses, uh, computer courses, uh, graphic um, uh, development, things like this. So I taught them how to draw by hand, again, how to draw, how to sort of see things, um, and then some of the 3D software and rendering and Um, Then I flipped my day around and I started to teach full time. So I did that for about 10 years and I did uh, architecture in the evenings, um, mostly on the on the campus. So whatever they needed, I would I would help them sort of develop those ideas. Um, During the recession, I had moved up to um, the facilities and uh, working with the team to help understand what the college needs for the administrators, for the staff, for the teachers, for the students mostly. And um, after a a year or two doing that, I decided to move to Florida where it was a little bit warmer than Erie, Pennsylvania. That's right. And uh, I met uh, my then mentor, Rick Foley. And uh, it turned out that he also had gone to the University of Cincinnati. And uh, so we had a common bond there. And uh, he passed uh, a number of years ago, but Um, He was a great mentor, and uh, I really enjoyed uh, his focus on education and some of the projects he was working on. 
um, had opened the door for our relationships today. So that's a very quick back of the book blurb on, on uh, where I came from. Now I'm a partner uh, and director of design at Folly Bryant. My, uh, my partner's uh, Steve Padgett uh, is a very technical um, uh, guy and he complements my creative side. And Amanda Parrish uh, is also a partner and COO, and she sort of brings us all together and makes a great team here. So we're about uh, 20 people and we need more people. So uh, if you know anybody, I'd love to love to chat with them. Excellent. So you're a partner and you said that you're director of design, if I heard you correctly. So Correct. what does that look like in terms of what you do on a day to day basis? So I'm uh, responsible for, you know, all of the concepts that go out um, into the world, whether it's an image that we, you know, have created uh, for what your space might look like. Um, you know, I work with clients um, to listen to what their objectives are and try to translate those into space that works economically, works for the flow, um, you know, works for their day-to-day. Um, so if there's an image that is generated for that or a concept of the space, um, and, or even the tools for communication, whether it's sort of programming, um, uh, you know, that's, that's really my responsibility. I mentor um, staff here to help um, develop those, what we call front end uh, concepts. So where does, you know, from the blank page, we look at, you know, what it might be, uh, looking at the program, how do we assemble those spaces? And then contextually, like how does it work with the campus? Uh, thinking about considerations of security, um, I look at things uh, from a macro to micro perspective. So where on the campus does it make sense ecologically? Um, we look at sun studies, we look at acoustics, we look at um, pedestrian and vehicular traffic. Um, where does the trash get picked up? Like kind of the big picture stuff uh, all the way down to the details. Very good. Let's uh, talk about architecture and design. Um, you have, you know, several companies, great companies uh, in this space, Campus Rec specifically. How are you uh, different in terms of what you offer uh, from some of the other firms? You know, it, it is um, an increasingly tightening uh, sort of marketplace. There's, uh, there are a lot of great firms out there. Um, I've learned from a lot of great firms. I've worked uh, up in Cincinnati for a great group called BHDP, Baxter Hill does only Preston. Um, they taught me a lot. I worked with the designer up there. Uh, and their education um, division, and then more um, succinctly with the design guys um, at that firm. Um, so I know what's out there and I know what they do. Um, what I think makes Folly Bryant unique are the things that, you know, I used to teach my students and, uh, you know, I carried them to all the different firms that I had been in. And by and large, it is um, the idea that um, we're here to facilitate the vision of the client, and we utilize our tools, um, our 3D tools, or our VR, uh, or most importantly, our listening tools, um, to sort of help them with their vision. We work live in 3D with them in a lot of cases. We don't just roll plans out. We actually will get into the model. Um, that allows them to engage. Not everybody looks at floor plans and knows what those symbols mean. But when we show them an image of their office and they can see uh, the visibility uh, to the adjacent space or the view outside and the sunlight coming in their space, they can weigh in and sort of participate in that conversation in, in, a, in a deep way. 
Um, so, I, you know, I think our tools and how we use them as craftsmen is, is um, uh, not uh, specifically unique, but it's rare uh, that, um, you know, I'm surprised that firms don't do it more, but that's kind of how we operate. Additionally, the um, partnership that we have here at Folly Bryant, um, you know, Steve is very technical. He will uh, troubleshoot a lot of great uh, points that most people won't see. Um, I tend to bring, again, the creative side, the philosophical side, but the two of us together, um, we are uh, really quite um, uh, uh, extraordinary when we're in front of a client working together. And then, you know, I think in ways, um, my experience uh, sort of being an academic and coming from that environment and knowing how a lot of those systems work and who we need to talk to, making sure you're engaging the kids in their spaces, um, thinking about uh, the um, ecological uh, impact on the campus and the environment. Uh, a lot of those things we take to heart. That's how we were trained. Um, and, and we, you know, we really uh, take those components that I've outlined and sort of uh, utilize them uh, in the right audiences and, uh, on campus recreation spaces. So for an outcome, if I'm a, if I'm a campus rec director, let's just say, and I, and I contract you guys, um, what does, what does that, what does that look like for me? I mean, your, your uniqueness and what you just described and, um, how we're, you guys are really working hand in glove, I guess is how I would almost summarize what you said. What does that look like at the end, um, typically? What, is that, what does that look like if you can describe that? Well, for, for us, you know, we look for long-term relationships. Um, it, it isn't transactional for us. We don't want to just pop on your campus, do a signature building and, uh, you know, and, then, and then never sort of come back. We, we look to make long-term partnerships we want to understand um, the master planning of your campus to make sure that we're respectful if another firm has done the master planning, or if we're lucky enough to come in and be able to help you with your vision, long-term vision, campus growth, um, you know, strategies on campus. Um, we really want to have that long-term relationship with you. So that, that's kind of the foundation is uh, a lot of the partners we work with now that's how they feel about us is that we are their architect. They call us when they need anything, but they look to us to help them envision the future. And that's really what we do uh, wonderfully well. And the campus rep component is sort of one very important piece of that. Right. Um, you know, listening to um, the administration and leadership, uh, bringing in the educators or department heads, uh, students, you know, whether it's through cert surveys or small student groups, um, and, and then facilities, like we want to understand um, how this really needs to work, what everybody's expectations are and objectives are, what they're looking to get out of that project. Um, so we take all of that um, and, and we uh, are very good at communication. So we listen very well. We want to read those things back to you to make sure that we're all on the same page. Um, and I think beyond those pragmatic sort of processes, we have tremendous passion for this type of work. And, uh, you know, we have great uh, minds in the office who bring different perspectives and want to put together the very best project that we can. Uh, but we are very respectful of the, the budget. And uh, we try to find, as we say at Folly Bryant, 
You know, we want to find what this building wants to be and then try to understand through the value engineering process how to keep that spirit, make sure that it's in budget, if not under budget, make sure it's built on time, if not before, um, and, and, and serve the people that we are on the campus for, every, every aspect of them. So that's really, I think, the thing that um, we have great relationships with athletic directors, with uh, uh, facility directors, the people that we work with very closely in this process, um, they know that we're listening to them. Uh, they know that we have taken uh, their objectives and their concerns and addressed them uh, pretty much in every meeting. Um, you mentioned a couple of things I want to kind of come back to. You know, our audience is uh, very interested in bottom line impact especially because of what we've all gone through or are going through really yeah. um, in the last year and a half or two. And you talked about, um, you know, being under budget um, or, you know, having a, pro a project done before. Um, and I know every school's different, every project's a little bit different, so it's hard to generalize. But if you could, um, because our, our listeners are very interested in, okay, what's gonna be, you know, what, what, what can I expect? Um, in terms of bottom line impact, if you could try to capture in general, again, every project, every school is a little bit different, um, what your bottom line impact is uh, when you, you know, engage a campus rec center. Yeah, I appreciate that question. It, it, it is relevant. Um, there's a lot going on in the world that uh, apply economic pressures on every project we work on. Um, there are schedule delays that increase cost uh, over time. And, um, you know, th those are things that we've had to deal with, uh, like I've never had to in my whole career, uh, like in this past year. So, um, you know, the availability of resources, the availability of materials, um, that drives cost up, whether it's steel or insulation or glazing. Um, the, um, the, in a lot of the projects we've had to work on, we may change the structure of the project to accommodate those changes to make sure that we get this project uh, under budget and on time. So for example, uh, in smaller projects going from uh, open web joist, steel decking, right, rigid insulation, going to a, um, a, a precast panel because it was sort of more available or hollow core uh, planks are, are uh, big shifts in what the expectation is, but those are some of the things that we've had to do. So those are those can be money-saving uh, strategies. There's also, uh, we work for a great campus, uh, IMG Academy down here, which is technically a high school, but it sure feels like a small college. Um, amazing group of people. Um, they are very cost conscious. Um, you know, we joke that we say we make paint work hard, um, uh, but, but we are very creative with how we solve problems and opportunities, um, you know, on their campus. When we are working with them, again, we keep the objective of the campus uh, in the forefront of our thinking. And as we look to value engineer and get this thing in budget, um, we 3D model what uh, this building is going to look like. Um, when you take away these pieces or make an adjustment of glazing because the cost of the glazing is coming too high, we need to reduce that. Uh, we have strategies, uh, design tactics, 
um, to allow you to feel like it's uh, a lot of glazing open, um, but we're really sort of reducing that to just the necessary areas. You know, I had a, a professor in college um, who would say, um, uh, you know, when it, when it comes time for value engineering, um, spend money in that one place that it makes sense to spend it. Um, and when we think about uh, buildings, um, you know, a lot of cases, that's the lobby or the sort of place where most people sort of enter into the building. Right. Other strategies are if the space, if the program suggests a space that is more internally focused, uh, a conference room in a lot of cases can be an internally focused space. Uh, maybe a library uh, or reading area where you, you know, the person sort of focused on a singular task. It doesn't, it isn't necessary to have a wide expanse of glass uh, as you would an externally focused sort of space. Um, so we begin to sort of refine the design thinking very specifically about the internal and external. Um, you know, there are strategies that we have for security, um, you know, a lot of blind corners makes you have a lot of cameras, but if, a, if a, a person sitting at the front desk can kind of see down corridors and get a good sense about the stairwells, um, you know, you may be able to save not just on uh, cameras, but also on staffing. So you don't have to have additional staff at, in different portions of the building, which costs not just the initial cost for the building, but also the sort of cost of, of staff as you kind of go forward. Foley Bryant is a full-service, integrated architecture and interior design firm, passionately working to bring their clients' unique vision to life. With their partnership-driven approach fueling every relationship, they listen, learn, and adapt to determine the needs of each client and create solutions through accumulation of conversation, creativity, and care. Are there some challenges or trends um, maybe that we haven't talked about so far that uh, you think our listeners should be thinking about or some things that maybe they're dealing with that you guys can help with? Yeah, you know, we're all dealing with the availability materials as we talked about, um, you know, the availability of people, um, staffing. Um, so, you know, if there are opportunities for materials to be um, cleaned uh, in a more efficient manner instead of, you know, having lots of staff in to sort of polish floors or do a lot of vacuum. Maybe there's other materials that we can use in that, um, in that building and save on the amount of maintenance that it costs over time. Um, but I think, um, you know, flexibility is, uh, is key. If the budget gets to be too tight and we, we know that, um, listen, we want to have this building we want the efficiencies of building this building to the size we need it. We may uh, uh, shell out, as they say, sort of create the physical shell of the space, but not actually uh, complete the uh, interior uh, design and, and renovation of the space. So that allows you to complete what you need to now and then expand into that space in the future. And maybe it's a sort of a gym space uh, or a, sort of a performance center as we do a lot of. And you want to uh, allow for and accommodate the future equipment that's going there, but maybe you don't purchase it all right now. So there's sort of different um, opportunities as you um, design these spaces to understand maybe we can't fit this space out now. We're going to shell it out, and we'll you know after a year um, we're gonna we're gonna go ahead and complete that. And so 
that allows you to have the efficiencies of the the building disruption all at once. The um, you know one thing that I hadn't mentioned is on a live campus, the safety of the kids is paramount. And so we really want to be sure that when we are working on a project that we're, um, uh, we're, we isolate the, the site, we protect the kids and, and the staff and anybody who's on campus. Um, so that means you may want to build that whole building at one time, and then the interior renovation is much less disruptive and, and more sort of precise as you go. So, so those are some strategies I think that we can look at economically um, to accommodate the thought, but also, uh, the budget. Um, yeah, I think, um, you know, we talked about some of the other things as well previously, but I, those are the, those are the big things. Flexibility of spaces. Um, oftentimes what we're doing now is, uh, we're using movable partitions to offer the campus, uh, the flexibility. So they're not dedicating, you know, space for this activity and adjacent to it is space for that activity. The future is very diverse right now and everything is sort of, um, uh, uh, you know, we use a lot of flexible spaces on campuses. So having movable partitions um, allows you to have lots of different size activities in there really for half the cost, I would say, of having hard walls and then deciding to change it later. That's good. Um, if there was one thing you'd want our listeners to know about Folly Bryant that maybe is a misperception or maybe you, you know, you think it's important, but not very well known. What would that be? Yeah, I, I appreciate that. I, I think, um, you know, um, one of the things that Amanda Parrish in our office has worked so very hard on is our culture. Um, we have a, an amazing office, uh, an amazing group of hardworking people who are experts in their particular areas. It allows us to be uh, a great team because we rely on each other for that information. Um, we, we work hard with each other. We enjoy each other. Um, we try to learn from each other. Um, and so, you know, Steve Padgett and I, my partner, um, who's very uh, technical and I, uh, we work very well together in on projects. Uh, and it's, it's a great relationship. Um, we are not a group um, that just wants to come on campus, do a project for you and leave. We want you to be like uh, IMG Academy, the Atlanta Braves, the Pittsburgh Pirates, the uh, Cardinals and Marlins on the East Coast. They um, enjoy our process so much that they, through word of mouth, will say, boy, you, you really have to check out Folly Bryant. I think the thing is, we're not great at like self-promoting. We just want to engage uh, with our clients and do a great job and care for them uh, long-term. Uh, and, and that sometimes can sort of uh, be a very, uh, uh, not a great marketing strategy. So we, we, we love it when our clients sort of promote us and, and put us forth. Um, but that's something that it's hard to kind of get out there. We have very low egos. We're not the sort of, um, you know, high design group that, um, that is all about like doing monuments to ourselves on someone's campus. Uh, we recognize the economics of the campus. We recognize the uh, value of students going through with amazing facilities, um, of staff that wants to work in these beautiful places and, and be healthy in a campus rec center. 
and so in a lot of ways, we're building our company around this type of work. Um, this is what we love to do and who we love to work for. Um, so I don't know how you package all that up and say it in a marketing strategy, but uh, those are things that it's hard to kind of get out there. So I appreciate you asking that. About future plans for the company, maybe I'll ask it in, in two parts, maybe uh, near term, you know, 12 to 18 months, and then maybe longer term, three to five years, if you can. Um, what, what are the, what are, what are your plans? Yeah, I love that. So, you know, um, in, in, in the, in the short term, um, we are very busy, but we've, um, um, enjoyed our success, uh, with these relationships and everybody's sort of wanting to get things going right away. So we, we love that. And we want to um, make sure that we have the staff, um, to, to take care of our clients. That's, that's the most important thing for us. Um, what we're doing longer term is beginning to focus on uh, um, campus spaces, campus rec spaces. They fit everything that we are ourselves designed to do. Um, you know, we are, we are very big on the mentor-mentee relationship, so that puts us into a lot of sports. The teacher-student relationship um, is very important to us as well. It's, you know, part of our DNA here. And, um, you know, we, we really want to um, begin to focus on those populations that we love in those spaces that we love. And we want to celebrate the activities that happen on campus, um, both with uh, academics, but also with um, uh, athletics. They, I think, are both the mind and the body sort of coming together in an amazing way. And those are the spaces that we really want to do. So our focus is towards the sort of um, small colleges, academies, um, universities. Um, we, we, we want to move in that direction. Uh, we want to continue to take care. We have a sports division now. We want to continue to take care of our sports clients. And we always keep our eye on our local uh, population. We love uh, Bradenton, Sarasota, Charlotte County, our whole area down here. So if they need something from us, we're certainly going to help them in, in, in some way. So government work, education, and sports is really kind of the confluence um, of, of work that we do. But we are very focused on campus rec spaces. Um, and that's, I think, where we, we are, are best served to, to help our community. If our listeners are interested in contacting you specifically or the company, um, or generally, what's the best way for them to do that? Yeah, thanks for that, too. We, we, um, we are very low ego. My cell phone number is on my business card, so I have no, no problem talking to anybody when they call. Um, maybe the easiest way to make sure that it's facilitated is info at uh, follybryant.com, and that's F-A-W-L-E-Y-B-R-Y-A-N-T.com. Our number is 941-343-4070. And um, you can look us up on the web. Uh, we're often on LinkedIn and some other spaces. So um, yeah, reach out. We, we would love to talk with uh, anybody, even if your project is on the horizon, we're not really sure, or you just want to get to know us and ask us some more questions in detail. We would love to kind of get around a phone or a Zoom and, and chat with you. Stu, thank you for joining me on the uh, Campus Rec podcast today. It was great getting to spend time with you, getting to learn more about what you all are doing uh, and how you can help our listeners. I wish you continued success in the future. Rico, thanks for the opportunity. I appreciate it.